This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 257 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by FeedXL. Is your horse's diet balanced? Find out with FeedXL.com. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, Glenn the Geek, back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, today we have back with us uh, Dr. Johnson. She has been on a couple weeks, actually, but uh, we have her back with us most most weeks as she is a regular contributor to the Jumping Radio Show. She runs Oak Hill Shockwave and Veterinary Chiropractic Clinic that's based in Calabasas, California. Dr. Johnson, as we said, is a regular contributor to the Jumping Radio Show, and this tip is taken off of episode number 21 of the Jumping Radio Show. You can find it at jumpingradio.com. And it's appropriate that she's on here because our sponsor for this episode is FeedXL. FeedXL does all the smart stuff that it takes to formulate and balance a horse's diet. It takes all the science and math that a doctor of equine nutrition learns and makes it super easy and fun for you to use. All you do is plug in a few details about your horse and his nutritional uh, requirement or what he's eating and that kind of thing, and it actually spits out what what nutritional requirements have been met and what are lacking. It's like having your own personal equine nutritionist, and it's so good that it's used by leading equine nutritionists to formulate balanced diets for their clients. It uses the details about your horse and what you feed them, and it does some math and calculations, and then it comes out with uh, the results that are displayed in numerous ways, including graphs and charts and and uh, any, any which way you really want it. And it really highlights the excesses and deficiencies in your horse's diet. You can learn more about equine nutrition and how to feed your horse for the ultimate performance by visiting FeedXL's Learning Center at FeedXL.com. And now on with Dr. Johnson. Well, Dr. Jenny Johnson is back this week with another very useful segment in the continuation of her series uh, observing forelimbs, hind limbs, symmetry, and posture. So let's hear what Jenny has to say about forelimb posture. Hi, Jenny. Welcome back. How are you this week? Oh, I'm excellent, Chris. How about you? Very good form. Yeah, it's really heating up uh, now. But you have it hot all the year round, so you're used to it, aren't you? Well, yes, but we are uh, coming into our particularly toasty time of the year and uh, need to get our riding done quite early in the morning here now. Yeah, I can imagine you would so you still ride through the summer, but you I guess you have to water your arenas and things like that. It gets quite dusty, doesn't it? Well, yes, uh, I, most of them have to be watered um, before riding and keep them keep them moist. Yeah, just the, the footing material itself doesn't, doesn't hold together very well without some moisture in it. And it's so dry here, there's just no significant ambient moisture. No, well, warm everywhere, and um, I know we're lucky here in Kentucky. We have it green, but once it stops, once the rain stops, you know, we have to deal with firm footing too. You know, it can't, it's, there's, no, there's no perfect situation is there all year round. No, I think we've got it as close to that as possible. <laughs> all right, so what did you have in store for us this week, Jenny? Well, today we're going to be, again, continuing in our trend of confirmation and how it relates to lameness and how we can use it to evaluate for lameness, uh, we'll start talking today about posture in the horse and how we can become familiar with that. 
I'd like to start, we'll talk a little bit about posture in general and then talk more specifically about forelimb posture. So I would really like to take the opportunity to encourage our listeners to become very familiar with their horse's normal posture. And this is important for a number of reasons. Frequently, the, as the owner or the trainer or the rider, those individuals are the, are the people that know the horse the best. They know how the horse stands in the stall. They know how the horse walks out. They know how the horse stands in the paddocks. And that's a tremendous help in picking things up early that vary from that normal posture for that horse and can be a tremendous help to the veterinarian when the veterinarian comes to look at that horse as the veterinarian will not know each individual horse as intimately as the owners and trainers and riders will. So, again, I can't stress enough how important it is to become familiar with each horse's normal posture. For example, I think most people probably recognize this, but I want to point out that a horse can rest one hind limb for an extended period of time, and that's a reflection of their stay apparatus. It's a specific apparatus in the horse developed so that they can rest one hind limb at a time, basically sleep standing up. Now, there is also a stay apparatus in the forelimb, but it's much less commonly used uh, than the hind limb stay apparatus. Now, a change in, in this posture may reflect a disruption or a damage to some part of the stay apparatus. And so that's just an example of how being familiar with a horse's normal um, stance and posture and, and tendencies can be a huge help in evaluating abnormalities. So I'd like to now move on to more specifically talk about forelimb posture. One of the most common abnormalities of forelimb posture would be what's called pointing. And that is when the horse points or holds an affected leg ahead of the unaffected leg. In other words, they'll frequently hold a lame leg out in front of them as opposed to standing underneath them. Usually, these horses are very lame at the walk. If they have a bilateral lameness or a lameness that's present in both front forelimbs, they will stand camped out with both forelimbs out in front of them. And that's common in a horse that has laminitis or founder in both forelimbs. You'll see them with a typical stance of the sort of the back end hunched up underneath them and the forelimbs way out in front of them. But again, pointing is not always synonymous with pain or lameness. So it's important for owners to recognize what their horse does on a regular basis. Another issue in forelimb posture that's somewhat interesting is that some horses will actually stack bedding underneath their heels to create a toe down position. Um, and in that way, they're taking some pressure off of the uh, soft tissue structures on the back of their leg, like the superficial flexor tendon, the deep flexor, the suspensory ligament. And by standing that way, they can relieve some of that pressure. Now, usually those horses, or they may not be as lame as you might expect when they do that, but subtle little things like that are important to, to notice. Yeah. And again, it may be just the way the horse stands in the stall, and that can be a big tip-off that there's something not quite right. Now, another abnormality in forelimb posture is what's called treading, and that's a constant shifting from one forelimb to the other. And usually that's present in horses that have a bilateral forelimb lameness. In other words, they're lame in both front limbs. Uh, that can be, again, something you'll see in laminitis or founder. could be present in a tendonitis, uh, suspensory desmitis, or even in severe arthritis. Now, another type of asymmetry that we'll see, we've talked about asymmetry, and, and this is a little bit of asymmetry and a little bit of posture mixed in there together, is a horse that is buckling forward at the knee. 
and one of our earlier episodes, we talked about this when we were discussing confirmation, and we indicated that this can be normal in older jumping horses, and that's probably the most common place that you'll see this horse that buckles over at the knee. And again, knowing what your horse does normally is very important. In rare cases, uh, equine protozoomyelitis or other neurologic diseases can affect the forelimb extensor muscles, and that can also cause a horse to buckle over at the knee, but that's more rare, certainly. Uh, another area of posture to take notice of is the elbow, and a horse with a dropped elbow usually indicates that there's been a failure of the triceps apparatus to maintain elbow extension. And frequently, that's a reflection of a fracture of what's called the olecranon process, or the basically the point of the elbow. Uh, you can also have this dropped elbow when you have an injury to the radial nerve or to the brachial plexus, which is the bundles of nerves basically in the armpit of the horse. Now, when you have severe lameness of the shoulder region, a horse may stand with the affected limb more underneath them or, or behind the, the normal position that they would be in. And often they'll drag the limb even with the slightest movement. And it's, the posture is similar to a dropped elbow, but with a dropped elbow, usually the limb will be held at or slightly forward to the expected position, whereas with a shoulder pain, usually it's back of where it would normally be. So it's a subtle but important difference and can be a tip-off to where lameness may be originating. Now, in the horse that has neck pain, you will find that those horses often hold their head and neck lower than you might expect them to normally. And with severe neck pain, frequently you'll see spasms or muscle tremors, and those may be more prominent when you're approaching the horse. The horses actually tense up and become more nervous that you may be coming to touch that area or push on that area. And if they have a lot of pain, those tremors may increase when they sense that you're coming near them. It's it's their way of um, guarding um, against any intrusion into that area of pain. And so these are just a number of things, more common things to look at in terms of forelimb posture that can be indicative of specific types of lamenesses and can indicate you know, either specifically where you may have a problem or generally that there is a problem and that there needs to be further evaluation. And so, again, the, I think the highlight of this is uh, become aware of what your horse looks like normally, and, and just take note of that when you go out to the barn every day. Just take a look in the stall or take a look at how they're standing on the cross ties and just sort of register that and say, you know, is this how he normally stands? You know, is there an alteration in this? Is there a variation? And if so, what type of variation? And, and that can be uh, critical in helping to pick up on a lameness early on in the course and also to help the veterinarian in their uh, diagnostic workup. Well, thanks to Chris Stafford and to Dr. Johnson for providing those tips from the Jumping Radio Show. As I said, that was from Jumping Radio Show, episode number 21. You can find the rest of that show at jumpingradio.com. Well, everybody, don't forget, you can send me an email at glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Let me know if you have some tips you'd like to share with the audience. We'd love to hear from you. So you can drop those, as I said, at glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Don't forget to stop by our website at horsetipdaily.com for our show notes with links to all the experts. And all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network can be found at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and another horse tip. You can find that right here at horsetipdaily.com. Be safe, everyone. (laughs) 